0: Something, something, Burning Man. Something, something, social media is the worst. There, now you're all caught up. On this week's episode, we're headed back inside virtual reality. The only safe space where cartoon birds can talk about alcoholism. Or as I like to call it, Ready Player Fun. Now, here are the only beta testers for the new Oculus Grift. Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. Hey,
1: everybody. I'm Jen. Welcome to Two Girls One podcast. Ali and I are performers for a, v- a long time. We had a show called Blogalogs. It was a live comedy show where we used the internet as a script and performed it as different characters. We created a web series after that called Two Girls, One Show. You can find that on Hoo-Ha-Ha. And in that show, we would do uh, re- interviews of people that we uh, wanted to be behind the internet posts that we've been performing. But then we'd also go on these crazy scripted adventures. Eventually, that led us here to Two Girls, One Podcast, where we are focusing in on the interviews of people behind internet phenomena, trends, things like that, that we find really interesting. We're so glad you're here. Hello, Allie. Hello, Matt. Hey. Hello. Hiya. Yeah, Matt. I was waiting for the hoo-ha-ha, but like we never yeah, know when it's a huge
2: poop. Oh,
1: mm. I was waiting Fuck. for a surprise. <laughs> that was <laughs> that's a good
2: one. Also it sounded like Alex. Matt taking a huge poop. I guess Matt has so much collateral on us.
1: Really <laughs> he could ruin our lives. I mean I have hours and hours We've of already you ruined talking.
2: our own lives. I mean <laughs> the things that true. you could find about us through googling, it's really upsetting. Also like I haven't used but, an
1: incognito tab ever. Maybe I've said that on here before but like I
2: really haven't either. <laughs> it's which, all like, given our work is yeah. insane. Yeah. Actually, I did an incognito tab to try to buy Burning Man tickets, apparently. What? Was Why was that help, the line? It didn't. People <laughs> said it was like faster getting in. I don't know. Um, it didn't work. Cool. It didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Or
3: that you get a cheaper rate or something. If you no, no, being not tracked. a cheaper
2: rate. Not a cheaper rate. Okay. It's not true. <laughs> Unfortunately, that sounds great.
3: If I had the time and the wherewithal, I have probably, uh, you know, a thousand hours of you both speaking yeah. on record now. I could I could piece together any phrase imaginable. You could deep fake us so <laughs> hard.
2: <gasps>
1: yeah.
3: I could fake oh, you. Oh yeah.
2: shit! That's so true. Oh my god. Wow. I know you'll never have time to do that. Thank God. But that would be a great prank. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> s- thank God you have two kids. I'm gonna. S- I'm gonna start
1: <laughs> using different accents in every episode. I'm gonna pitch my voice differently <laughs> to to, to, yeah, ma- you, to mix
3: them up.
4: Hello! <laughs>
3: quick, quick bit of trivia for for the listeners: Six out of our last 100 episodes are completely synthesized. They're not <laughs> even us talking. It's not which true. Which ones are they? Figure it out.
2: Though, yeah.
1: That being said, folks, we are trying. I don't know if this is gonna. I don't know if we can mention this, but we've been trying or talking about for like over a year to do an episode where we do synthesizer our voices. Correct? Or like piece yeah, together. Yes, there's a tool yes. where you yeah. can do that now, which is yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I have.
3: Uh, I, it's it's an interesting tool. We've talked about it on maybe on the show. Yeah, but it's like not a ourselves. community. Yeah, it, it's not a community. But I was I really wanted to do the synthesized show, and I recently was training the tool to create my own voice and, for for another uh, thing I was doing, and it just wasn't quite good enough. It, it yeah, didn't, it sounds pretty robotic. It, it's robotic. Yeah, it sounds like you when you train it mm-hmm. enough, but it doesn't sound like a human. So it was not quite there. So they wouldn't want to listen to us for a whole show like that. It wouldn't read, you know what I mean? It I wouldn't see. read as a as a funny joke. Mm-hmm. It would just be like, what, "What? Why is Siri talking to me?" I don't get
2: <laughs> cool. That. Well, now that we've regaled our listeners with the story of a prank, we won't be doing. Uh,
3: <laughs> I love those kinds <laughs> of stories. Where do we
2: go from here? I don't know. Do we,
1: we want to tell them what we're doing today? What What are we doing today? Yeah, let's great, do it. Great idea.
2: Let's do uh, it. Let's do
4: it. Ali, do you, okay,
1: this is like it's a little heady. So fill in the blanks, if you, please. Uh, so we're talking to somebody who is described as the Doctor Phil of virtual reality essentially this person Sirmore, sirmer uh it's s y r m o r yes is in I think it's some VR chat and as a cat avatar is sort of providing like a talk space for people. I don't want to quite call it therapy, but it could be. And it's like other avatars who come to him, people from all over the world and share their deepest, darkest feelings and secrets. And then he's making videos. So I've heard, I think also um, Peter Rubin, who was on the show recently, said something about it being like the humans of New York of VR. So
2: Yeah, such a great idea just talking to people in VR. I love it.
4: Oh, this is heavy <laughs>
2: what? Who was that? What?
3: Was that me? Marty McFly
4: oh. <laughs> I don't even know
2: That was Marty McFly?
3: <laughs> Marty McFly, this is heavy, Doc
2: Oh, I didn't even recognize wow.
3: that Oh, this is heavy Wow
2: <laughs> I love older
1: school references,
2: yeah So I'm excited <laughs> to talk to him about it Should we, should we dive in? to the interview we need to do trivia
1: i'm sorry
0: <laughs> we have to do
2: trivia
1: although matt's already given some thank pre-trivia you okay.
3: thank you for these points of order uh, we have rules we have a structure we do and we must do never we? Deviate we'll go to jail from that structure <laughs> yeah. you will go to jail yeah
2: vr jail
3: yeah <laughs> That, that's, hmm, that's. I
2: don't think it's real, jail.
3: <laughs> Sometimes I tell my kids if I'm there doing something that I don't like, I'll say like, "That's against the law," <laughs> and the, I will call the police. and And my daughter's like, "Wait, really? Wait, is that really? Against, <laughs> wait, are you <laughs> sure? God. Come on, tell me for oh, real. God. Is it against the law?"
2: Fucking with kids, is they're gonna great. be such
3: goody two shoes. <laughs> 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 that's
2: great too, because it's like she can't even argue with you. You're like, "No, it's the law." You
3: yeah, know you know just, what I, mean? like, I don't make the, the rules. It's out of my hands. It's out, out of my hands. hands. Exactly right.
2: Yeah. My parents used to tell us, if we questioned them, they'd be like, apparently they used to say, we learned it in law school. (laughs) 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 And then one day my brother went to his friend's house and the friend's mom told him something. And he said, "No, that's not true. That's not what my mom says. And she learned it in law school." <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's true. I And then
2: love that. that backfired for my yes. parents when I they looked it. like assholes. Yeah, I know.
3: Speaking of following the rules and doing everything exactly by the book, as we always do, I do not have any trivia for you today.
1: Ooh, Matt, you're going Sweet. to jail. That's against the I'm law. Going
3: jail. He's going in... to
2: jail. He's going to jail. Do not pass. Go. Do not Taking collect 200. a huge 200. poop. What? God damn it.
1: Matt's trying so hard to embarrass Allie, and it's like not working. She's just like, whatever. I said it.
2: Deal with it. too much. much. <laughs> this is too much out there. I can't be embarrassed. I would just spend my life in a spiral of shame.
3: <laughs> and then you would talk about it to uh, Seymour. So that's right. So yeah, that's
2: true. So oh my mad. God, do you think if I talk to him, he's gonna fix my insomnia? Yeah, maybe yeah. I, mean, I just need a VR therapist. Yeah,
3: yeah. We're yeah. not we're not doing an interview. We're, we 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 hired him to yeah. do a session for you. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: so nice of you guys. <laughs>
3: You're welcome. It's it's time. Welcome. It's been too long.
2: It's so. really fucking time. <laughs> yeah. I need to be fixed.
3: Well, in the meantime, we do not have trivia, but I do have reviews.
2: <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, God. Okay. This is frightening. I don't, it's frightening. This didn't go well for me last time. This <laughs> did
1: not go well for Ali last time. To be fair, I mean, not to be fair, but those reviews were pulled from like a while ago. But these are updated reviews because at that yeah, time... Some ma- newer, yeah, some newer some
3: newer reviews. Matt put out the call. Um, and uh, for those who might remember last time we read reviews, some people... Not many. But a few people pointed out that Ali tends to interrupt... Oh. Why would
2: we rehash
3: this? Talk too much, and the reason why those reviews have stopped is because I now edit those parts out of the podcast.
1: Stop! That's not true. (laughs) Ali makes a huge effort
3: to not do that.
2: Why Why are we advertising? negative things about <laughs> Yes, I
4: know. <laughs> Allie takes like, huge packs. Now poops. more people are can are go up these.
2: I'm very regular. Um <laughs> all right. Tell like us the good what, stuff no, no, these are these are amazing you, reviews. You know I have amazing you, reviews for you. If you like me, please go leave a positive review. Yes. Yes. Obviously you like Jen, but if you like well,
4: Allie,
3: please go leave
2: a positive review. I
1: will in just, all seriousness okay. Yeah. No, go ahead. I would be devastated if somebody said something, like something even remotely not nice about me. And I think you handled yeah, that very gracefully. People say not nice
2: things about me, but I'm hoping to amass a ton of negative comments and then I'm going to like do an interpretive thing about it.
4: Yes. Oh, good.
2: A TikTok I mean, That's yeah. very
4: therapeutic. <laughs> <of me>.
3: No, <laughs> like... I'm
2: going to do some sort of, you know, I'm going to do a dramatic interpretation, see how that goes. Okay, what, okay, okay. So let's hear it.
3: In all seriousness, though, like, Not to toot our own horn, but we really do not get negative feedback. I was only razzing you that one time. And people love the show. And like, I'm very proud of the show because people tell us all the time, Twitter, Discord, in the reviews, this is my favorite podcast, voicemails, people call in, this is my favorite podcast, this is the only podcast I listen to, I randomly came across you guys in Spotify, and now I listen to every episode. Like, That means the world to us.
2: It's always crazy to me on Discord when like, you know, real humans are popping in and being like, Hey, I'm in hey. Denmark, love your show. And I'm like, What?
1: I have a confession to make. What, I've paid you? I, I've paid them all to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I inherited That's a billion a dollars and I paid them. Just kidding. That's a little something okay. we, we call
3: paid acquisition <laughs> of now, audience. We have
1: an amazing, yeah, group of people who love this show and I'm perplexed by it and very happy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So as regular podcast listeners may know, when you leave a review of a show uh, on your platform of choice, Apple Podcasts, uh, CastBox, Stitcher, that helps people when they kind of discover the show. They want to see what people are talking about and they still see a four star, five star review of like, hey, I love this show because that is incredibly valuable. So I want to highlight some great reviews and encourage listeners who have been with us a long time get on your platform and leave us some feedback there it helps other people find the show so first review comes from tata brazil 1990 this is on apple podcasts the title is amazing and the review says five stars it's the best podcast exclamation point i love you three exclamation point the two girls and the podcast, ha-ha, uh, kissy, <laughs> kissy emoji. Take that,
1: Matt.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that. That's great.
3: One more from Apple. This is Hot Honey Toast.
1: Ooh.
3: Uh, nice name. Uh, yeah. That person says, the people's choice. I shouldn't speak for anyone else, but in this case, I think it's okay we the people, I, I guess this person is speaking for all podcast listeners Everyone. throughout the known universe. We the people nominate 2G1P for greatest podcast in the universe. I need a hundred more years, please.
2: <laughs> wow. Well. That can happen with the way technology's going. It's true. <laughs> it's probably
1: gonna get better. We're gonna have like cooler ways to connect with you all in the next hundred years, I'm sure.
3: VR podcast. Absolutely. That's, That's
2: true. Oh my god! I really want to hang out in VR. I got to get on this.
3: I've got more reviews. Oh, you do? Uh, This one is on. We we have millions of listeners, so uh, obviously mean. we're gonna have more reviews.
4: Okay.
3: This one is on Castbox, uh, another app where the show is fairly popular. Uh, this is from Ashley Frank. Best period podcast period ever period. I love it! Exclamation mark. Always has me laughing and learning. I love learning about the different <laughs> internet communities. <laughs>
2: That's so cute. Cause we've talked a lot about how, like, even like years ago, we were talking about how our goal is like laughing while learning.
3: (laughs) That's so true.
2: Jen and I have talked about that.
1: It was a stated motto amongst us. Yes. (laughs) Laughing while learning and learning while learning. You know, we laugh.
2: People laughing while learning, learning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I'm yeah. into it. I'm into Amaze. it. Amazed.
2: Thanks, <laughs> Ashley Frank. That was good. I like that. Also, are you
1: related to Lisa Frank? Let us know at JuneBugger. Okay. <laughs> or Anne Frank? <laughs> are you related? Let
2: us know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> one more review on Castbox. This is from David M, and uh, his review says lies.
4: <laughs> what? what?
3: Just one word: lies. lies.
2: That's it. But then later
3: he comments he comments on his own review in response to someone else and he says the one hundred year claim
1: oh, is a lie. So taking so-
3: issue with the fact that we we haven't actually been on the air for a hundred years. Yeah. It's a technicality. We are really. spreading
1: false information. Yeah. Uh thanks for calling it out. We tell everybody to fact check us, so Keep it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nice work. Nice work.
3: Someone's doing
1: it. That was so fun. Is that it for today?
3: Yeah, uh, there's there's lots more reviews, uh, lots more voicemails, but we'll get to them at a, at a future date. For now, we have to take a commercial break because we have a million listeners to serve. And if we don't put the, the ad spot in here, we'll be out like pff, at least 100 grand.
1: <gasps> I'm so sad. <laughs> All right, let's do it, let's do it, let's go to
0: ads. And now a real help-wanted advertisement, entitled, Long Tongue Females Needed for Shoot, from the website I use for all of my tongue-based casting needs, Craigslist. Long Tongue Models Needed for Shoot,
2: Females with extremely long tongues. Compensation, $1,300. Uh,
1: Ali, long a, your tongue? You have a pretty long tongue, yeah. I My do? Is...
2: I think it's like pretty average.
1: Really? I feel like I've seen you like touch your chin. I could
2: use a buck though. No, I can't. But I'm going to see what I can do, you know, because if he doesn't get that many people responding, you like, qualify. He might have to... I don't, I, don't, I don't think yeah, I. 1300 is pretty good. Like, what do you think yeah, you got to well, do, though?
3: <laughs> they should put a measurement in there. It's like, exactly. what's a long tongue? That's a relative term.
4: Exactly.
2: Yeah. Also, is the task fellatio? Because <laughs> 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 if so, <laughs> sign me up. No, I'm just kidding. Sign me up. I feel like there's only one thing that could be for.
1: Yeah.
2: Agreed. It pays pretty good, you know? Yeah. If you're well, going to go that direction.
1: Yeah. Well, I I, just—I heard a knock at the door. I think our guest is here. I think it's time to put on our Mister Rogers cardigan, change our shoes, um, because change our clothes after that conversation. No, our guest is here please welcome surmer who describes himself as a guy who talks to people in virtual reality (laughs) welcome surmer that's me hi
3: very
2: official title (laughs) he's a guy just hanging out in vr
3: well (laughs) that was special There's your new theme song if
2: you want to use that as your jingle just let me know (laughs) yeah if you you
3: can send it it to me that was really really nice very licensing fees are very reasonable here yeah
2: yeah yeah, that's
3: good to hear
1: For our listeners who are not familiar with you and what you do, could you just explain to everyone where you're hanging out, who you're helping, and all that?
5: I hang out in virtual space and I talk to people around the world as a little cat avatar. And they tell me their stories and about their life. And I get to know them over a period of time. And sometimes our conversations go very weird places. I've talked to a guy who was in the korean army i talked to a man who was and still currently is on their deathbed suffering from als i've talked to just kids who explain their experiences with bullying and uh some kids who have unfortunate diseases that talk about what it's like living with that so it's sort of just a mixed bag of people i run into
1: And are people seeking you out for these conversations at this point, or is it truly a happenstance that you meet?
5: Uh, At this point, I get a lot of people reaching out, but it's sort of a mixture of people who reach out and people who I just happen to run into.
2: How many users are there on this particular platform, roughly?
4: Uh,
5: maybe I'm
2: trying to gauge your fame.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a lot more people who watch the videos than who are actually in virtual space Mm -hmm. maybe at any time there might be two to three thousand people on it which is not a lot
2: so now when you pop in you're like a local celebrity
5: yeah unfortunately (laughs) it makes things difficult sometimes
2: yeah (laughs) really important before we move forward why did you choose a cat
5: i had a black and white cat and i thought it was really cute and I was like, "Hey, I want to be cute online," so I became my cat.
2: I'm judging you.
3: <laughs> Non-threatening.
2: I'm just kidding. Non-threatening. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can tell anything to a cat. Any secrets? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to clarify for listeners, uh, which platform are we talking about here? It's VR Chat, right?
5: Yeah, VR Chat. That's the most popular social VR app.
1: Okay. Okay. You are making videos of these experiences and posting them. Yeah. Is there anything around, like, needing to get people's consent to, like, have their videos posted if they're avatars or no? Do you tell them you're going to make videos?
5: Yeah, I mean, like, technically, I don't need to. I don't know where the law falls on, uh, <laughs> you know, one, party, <laughs> one <laughs> party recording in virtual space. But it'll usually go something like we're talking and then at some point in our conversation, I explain to them what it is I do if they don't already know. And I'll be like, do you mind if I start recording now? And they'll be like, yeah. And I'll tell them, you know, if I ever use any of this footage, I'll have you approve it before I use it. And then most of the time, people are cool. Sometimes people want certain things that might identify who they are in real life removed.
2: Do people ever want you to edit it in like a, a way that you do not agree with? Or is it mostly just like, I don't want any identifying
4: details yeah
5: mostly just no identifying details Mm -hmm. like i've never had someone be like oh you're making me look bad uh whether i do it subconsciously or not i think for the most part people usually come off pretty well in my conversations with them
2: yeah so i read that your original intentions in vr were different and then you stumbled upon this niche is that true? And can you tell us about that?
5: Yeah. So before I did VR chat and like this whole weird thing I'm doing now, I was just like a freelance videographer and editor. And I checked out VR because I guess the same reason most people check out VR because it's weird and you're constantly being told it's the future. Um, and yeah, I checked it out and I sort of just stuck around for a bit because of the shock value because there's just a lot of weird things going on. It's very chaotic. And one day while I was in VR, just sort of laughing at the dumb things that happen, this drunk Finnish guy started talking to me. And I talked to him for like 20, 30 minutes until I had this realization where I was like, oh my God, I'm having a real conversation in virtual reality that I'm emotionally invested in. And this guy is like a floating anime girl. And I'm very (laughs) invested in this person. And uh, I've always wanted to do like uh, human interest type videos. And so I just thought, oh, you know, maybe I can do sort of little interviews or mini documentaries on the different people I meet here. You know, it's not using a real life camera, which I would ideally have been doing. But there is. Something sort of strange about it, you know, like with when you interview people in VR. A lot of the time you can talk to people who in real life wouldn't ever open up like you just wouldn't be able to do what you're doing with them in VR if a real camera was in their face because they just wouldn't be able to do it. And then if the real face appeared, you know, they'd be nervous or there'd be social consequence if they said something stupid or inappropriate but in vr no one has that worry and so i can get really interesting stories and just really personal things from people who might not have ever said those things otherwise
1: can you tell us a little bit about the content of that conversation with the finnish man uh that really changed things for you
5: uh he was just having sort of a crisis about life and death. He was talking about, you know, (laughs) I mean, to be honest, he was sort of rambling. It wasn't very coherent, but I (laughs) understood the mood or vibe he was in. He was just like, you know, what's, what's the point of life? What's if we live forever, would there be a point? And he was just sort of going in circles with stuff like that. And at one point, like when it really clicked into me, like, oh my God, this is a very intense human moment was when he thanked me for listening to him ramble and he started crying oh, and wow. it was just it hit me very hard in the moment because it was just mm-hmm. never something I expected, especially with, you know, this is a podcast, so you can't see it, but when I'm talking about these like sad stories, you have to imagine that From my point of view, I'm staring at a very colorful cartoon character right, and not an actual crying person. So there's just this weird effect it gives off.
2: Can you tell us about some of your early videos and in particular, which ones really demonstrated that, you know, viewers on YouTube and I believe you're on Twitch, you know, that people were really into watching these.
5: The first one that I did and the first one that you know, people engaged, engaged with quite a bit was the interview with the drunk Finnish man. And then shortly after that, I interviewed this guy who used a little bird avatar and he was in the Korean army for a couple of years. Cause in Korea, old men have to join the army for two years, I think. And he drove like an ambulance during that time period. And that was the second one I believe I did. And people just really, I don't know, Like for him having such a strange life compared to my mostly North American audience, people were still able to relate to him in a certain way, even though he was not only a guy from a different country who had completely different life experiences than most of my viewers growing up, but he also didn't look like a human at all. He was a little bird, but somehow that didn't really matter. And that was when I was like, okay, you know, this is something I enjoy doing and people seem to like. Yeah. And then I just sort of went from there.
2: That's crazy on so many levels, like breaking down these cultural and geographic barriers, but also you're talking to a bird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned that one of the reasons that you were hanging out in VR is, or that you chose to dive in, is that, you know, everybody talks about how it's the future. Do you believe that now?
5: I know there's a lot of people... Who watch my videos and they'll say something in the comments along the lines of, Oh, you know, I'm very lonely and want someone to talk to, so I'm gonna hop in VR also. So there's definitely a big audience for social VR just for people who wanna connect or fill some sort of void. But there's also more practical or other practical uses like learning a different language. I know a lot of people who use VR as a way to keep themselves engaged when talking to someone from another country and practicing how to speak their language, as opposed to just like a phone call or using a website or something. Mm
4: -hmm. So
5: it's definitely something that will grow. It's just, (laughs) <laughs> the big barrier is just that it's so... Wait, can I swear?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah you can fucking <laughs> oh, swear. No, please. <laughs> like a motherfucker. Yeah.
5: It's just that VR, VR is so fucking expensive. So it's going to be a while.
2: Yeah, yeah I really want to get a headset. But I heard like the cheapest thing I could do to go hang out with you in VR is like $400.
5: Yeah, it's a
3: pricey investment. If you want to
2: support Two Girls One Podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P.
3: <laughs> so I have one additional... Question to add on here: We had a uh, a journalist from Wired talk about his experience covering VR, uh, and he talked to, to us a little bit about embodied presence, which is that when you're in a virtual space, a three dimensional virtual space, you you feel like you're next to someone because you can feel, you can see and sense the body movements of them. And w- when you talked about, you know, you're staring at a an anime cartoon character who is sobbing in front of you. And that, that juxtaposition sounds weird, but I'm wondering like, do you see like body movements of the sobbing and is that part of the experience or are you just literally staring at like a static image and you're not getting that physical presence yet, in, in, at least in VR chat?
5: Oh, you can definitely tell a lot of the time when people are crying. And it's weird what, you know, it's, it's not one for one representation. But when you spend time in VR, you sort of just pick up on some level what certain movements in VR are representing in real life. You know, I interviewed a couple not too long ago, and it was the strangest thing because they were in a virtual space, but the way their body language was in the virtual space, you could tell they were a couple. Like they always were, had sort of their bodies facing each other, even if their heads were looking somewhere else. They're always like very close to each other. It was just a lot of small things that if even if I was just looking at two cartoon characters and I was given no context into who they were in real life, I'd be like, those two have some sort of relationship or close relationship.
3: I I love that because again, having seen some of your videos, I, I'm i wondering if you being in the space are perceiving body language that we just are not quite getting from the 2D uh, Im- images that we are seeing as the audience. And that's really fascinating to me.
1: So I'm curious to know uh, about your process, if it's a process, in terms of it, how are you guiding these conversations? Is it truly just an open conversation? You see what happens? Or do you have like certain questions that you like to ask? I guess what I'm getting at is like, I've heard this call, you called like the Dr. Phil of VR. <laughs> is this in any way kind of like therapy or, or is it just therapeutic
5: in are nature? I
2: licensed to are do you licensed? this?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
3: it's VR chat. You can do whatever
2: you want.
5: <laughs> I think it's therapeutic for a lot of people just to sort of get the stuff off their chest. And as for how the conversations are guided, like a recent thing, that's happened is because a lot of people know me beforehand is they won't say it, but I can tell they prepared a little bit of where they want the conversation to go or what they want to say.
2: Is that annoying?
5: (laughs) Oh yeah. I don't like it too much, but as for how they normally go, it sort of works in a way that would never work in real life because I'll talk to people very aimlessly for hours and hours And it's just sort of, you know, for the off chance that it goes somewhere deeper. And I can never really know for sure. I I have videos that are less than 10 minutes, but the time it took to get to that point in the conversation was hours or like multiple conversations with the same person just to sort of build a rapport for them. It's very unstructured and the structure of the sort of story arc that comes through in the videos doesn't come out until I edit them afterwards. So I'll just get like a lot of footage. Like I have a conversation with a guy who talks about his experience with, uh, this woman he dated who passed away, but you know, it's a very sad video cause he's talking about, you know, dealing with loss, but the video doesn't include the 45 minutes we spent talking about landscaping. Mm hmm. And so they're just <laughs> yeah, they're very loose. And they're I guess they're sort of almost like street interviews. But in a street interview, you could never go up to someone and assume you have that much of their time. But in VR, you can sort of assume, you know, this person's in VR because they have free time right now. Interesting. You know, I have the opportunity to build up rapport before I get into anything more serious
1: how deep do you go about yourself? Cause one thing I fucking hate at therapy is that I talk about myself and I don't know anything about my therapist <laughs> <laughs> and it's been years. I like just learned he had a daughter a few months ago. I was like, how, how do I not know? Anyway. Um, so how do you, I how did we you friends. go on your end? <laughs> I know. I thought we had something Mark.
5: How, how deep do you go on your end? Very little.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very okay. little. They, they don't ask you about you. Uh,
5: sometimes I get asked,
3: but I'm not, you seem
2: nice. <laughs> I'm pretty nice,
3: I guess. <laughs> well, well, but this is interesting to me because in a professional therapeutic relationship, you're not supposed to really ask questions about the therapy. That person, that doctor, is not supposed to be your friend. So I'm wondering, in the context of people coming to you, is this understood as a therapeutic conversation or is it more two way? Or, you know, what is the pretext for this? I think it's just that.
5: We get to a certain point in the conversation where they start venting about something that they haven't had a chance to vent about or have have had a chance to articulate outside of their own head. And they just sort of run with the opportunity. They're like, you know, it feels really good to be letting this all out. And then before they know it, they've ended up telling me their sort of whole life story. I I don't think they're trying to be rude or anything by keeping the, you know, hijacking the conversation without even realizing it, they've just done some stress relief.
2: So I know I joked, like, are you trained in this? But, like, are you trained in this? Like, (laughs) 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 Like, what's your background? Do you want to be a therapist? Like, is this, you know?
5: Uh, I am not trained in this. I have no formal training outside of having many conversations with people online. Recently, I have started talking to a psychologist, though, who took interest in my videos And so I have weekly phone conversations with him about conversations I have in VR. And he sort of helps me psychoanalyze people or gives me sort of Mm -hmm. tips and tricks for uh, these types of conversations. What he describes what I do as is these conversations have something he calls a stranger on the train effect. Which is basically you take a train... You're sitting beside someone you're never going to talk to again and probably never run into again. So you're like, oh, you know, how's the weather? And then you jump from that to going to, yeah, well, you know, my wife's leaving me. I don't think my daughter cares for me too much. That's a
2: large... Jump right there That it was is. You just went from weather To your wife leaving you <laughs>
1: uh, People do that I mean, Ali You and I used to interview elite. people On the subway We know
2: That's true We literally did interview people On the train So we know what <laughs> yeah. you're talking about <laughs> So So the other thing that I found fascinating from your videos is that I watched one where you're talking to a little kid, but you guys are, like, simultaneously, like, throwing bombs. So can you talk just a little more about, like, what goes on in VR chat and the different, like, scenes they're in? Because that was another additional layer. You know how you said, like, oh, I'm talking to this guy and he's pouring out his heart and he's also a bird. You know what I mean? But it's like. Yeah. So what you're having these conversations in some crazy settings as well. So I'm wondering if you could describe that for our listeners.
5: Yeah, VR chat they're called worlds just sort of the different areas you can go to have conversations and can vary anywhere from, you know, like a one-to-one recreation of Dundas square in Toronto to the wild west to like the moon, just a lot of very strange locations and the more colorful worlds like the wild west one is usually where you'll find kids because they're just more drawn to stuff like that. And something I started doing which I don't, I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know if this actually does anything. But whenever there's like a kid I'm interviewing, I'll make sure we go to a very colorful world because I feel like it keeps their energy higher. But I don't know if that's a real thing.
2: (laughs) Well, even if it doesn't keep their energy up, I feel like it's a very sweet thing, right? Like if if I was going to interview a child in real life, maybe I would take him to a playground. Although maybe that would be really distracting. I don't know. I hadn't really ever thought about this before. I'll get back to you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean it also just makes me think of whenever I'm doing an activity with people, it's easier to get into deeper conversations quick more quickly. Like if I go on a hike with somebody and like we're not looking like when you sit at somebody across with somebody across a dinner table, I feel like sometimes it feels forced, but if you're like walking side by side doing something, uh, you just like fall into some really deep places quickly. Maybe it's something similar to that.
2: Yes, you should dictate that for online dating. You're done with online dating. But for everyone else, <laughs> fuck these fucking drinks across a table. Let's go do an activity. Let's throw some bombs. Anyway, what were we talking about? Yeah. yeah.
5: Maybe it's because you're, like, not making eye contact with them. So there's not that yeah. pressure to sort of engage. You just sort of let stuff out.
1: Yeah. And, like, when you angle your body towards somebody, that can feel pretty vulnerable, too. So, yeah, maybe it's just, like, literally being able to turn away.
2: Yeah. So um, what are the other liberties that you think people take in VR, right? So like they're kind of anonymous, so they feel freer to talk. What are the other things that are sort of peculiar to this VR world?
5: I guess the ability to leave a conversation whenever you want, you know, you never feel locked. Just like into- literally
2: like just vanish. Yeah.
5: Like if you're talking <laughs> to someone, you don't want to talk to someone anymore. There's that sort of social pressure that it's rude to just walk out of the room. But there's not really that in VR. If someone, someone can join a conversation much more easily because they know at any point they can just leave.
2: Yeah. I wish I could do that on online dates. (laughs) Wish I could just literally snap my fingers, apparate out of there.
3: What you're describing is essentially ghosting, which is not socially acceptable in a text conversation or maybe a chat, you know, t- a, a, another form of digital communication. So is there something about the culture of VR chat that's like, yeah, we, whatever, people come and go, no big deal?
5: I think it's maybe less the culture and more that even though lots of people get really into their avatar and it really does feel like an extension of their body. There is sort of the separation of it, you know? It's not like, oh, I didn't leave a conversation. MLG Pro Gamer 420 left the conversation. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to face any repercussions for what MLG Pro Gamer does.
2: How many avatars have 420 in the name?
3: <laughs> <laughs> or 69. Yeah. Maybe like half.
4: Yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs>
2: Um, So what you're saying is VR still allows people to be total assholes the way they are on the internet because you can just like vanish and be like, it wasn't me. Yep. Cool. (laughs) Do you think that the connections that people make in VR can be as strong as in real life?
5: Yeah, for sure. Obviously, there's going to be certain things missing just because so much communication is body language. But I've talked to people for very long periods of time in VR and then met them in real life and it wasn't like, oh, I'm meeting them for the first time and now we're building a real relationship. It was, we're just continuing our pre-existing relationship that was built in VR. It didn't feel awkward or like I was even meeting them for the first time.
2: I wanted to know if you could just share with our listeners some of your favorite videos and conversations. Obviously, you mentioned the Finnish guy, the Korean guy talking about his military service. Are there, what are the other top ones?
5: One of my most memorable conversations in VR, I didn't actually record because it happened before.
2: Well, that's
4: annoying. (laughs) (laughs) It happened before any
5: of this other stuff happened. And I was just hanging out in a world in VR chat, sort of doing my own thing. And then there was like this kid who came up and started talking to me. And I was sort of like half there and half not. I was doing something else at the time. And this kid just sort of started like talking about his day. And then he started, like, whispering something, like a story. And I was like, what's he talking about? And he started telling me about how recently his grandma passed away. And he felt bad because when his grandma died, all his family members were sad. But he was really happy because his grandma was always mean to his mom. And so he was happy she died. And that was just Mm. like a... The kid like the way he was like whispering it he was very aware he was saying something that was like wouldn't be taken too well by most people but yeah he obviously understood the you know a non i always have trouble saying this fucking word a non <laughs> A VR.
4: Uh, <laughs>
5: <laughs> like, he, he just, like, opened up that to seems me. A word,
2: like a word you should be familiar yeah, with. Yeah, I really should.
5: <laughs> like, I wasn't even engaged in a it's conversation cool. with him. And he still just yeah. told me this, like, probably his darkest secret from his young life.
3: How old do you think the kid was or and how old are kids in general? Because when you say kid, but you're also talking about a kid who has access to a computer or a VR headset. So these are not seven-year-olds. Are they 13, No, he was 16? definitely
5: seven or eight. There's a lot of kids under really? 10. Really? With a VR yeah.
3: headset? No kidding. Wow.
2: Fucking rich kids. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my uh, well, VR headset? Kids.
3: And also parents who are just like, yeah, put on a VR headset right. and go into a virtual world where there's no rules. And I'll see you later. See you in a couple hours. I think there's probably a lot of
2: that.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah. None of the kids I've talked to in VR chat should have been in VR chat. (laughs) But (laughs) it's sort of like they're already there. And it's not like I can say, oh, you know, you should get off this game. It's not appropriate for you. They're not going to listen to me. (laughs) Yeah. No, certainly.
2: I wonder if we live in an interesting time for that or not. Because right now... You know what I mean? Like, I make jokes about my parents on the podcast because I'm so confident they'll never listen. But, like, <laughs> will that gap always be there? Like, when we're old, will we not understand the technology our kids are using? Or is this just a gap we're in right now because technology has, like, advanced so rapidly? I don't know. That's just... That's a neither here nor there shower thought. Um, but I'm just going to throw that out there. It's a great there. question. That's <laughs> yeah. a great
3: question. Yeah. I'd love to hear your thoughts.
5: Yeah, I mean... I've talked to people in VR who are just a few years younger than me. I'm 23 years old, but I've talked to people who are like 18, 19 and the way we talk and just like the references they make are so much different, like so drastically different, even though we should be a part of the same generation. And that's just going to get more and more intense. Like I talked to, there's this one kid I talked to in VR, he and his girlfriend Are both like 10 years old and they're dating in vr and they had they had their first kiss in vr as like these cartoon characters and i asked him i was like do you know how do you recognize like what do you think of that is that normal to you that you had your first kiss in virtual reality and they could not think of anything strange about it they were just like what it's just you know it's just normal
1: when they have a real kiss, their minds are going to be blown. <laughs> Although I don't know what it's like in VR right now. Maybe a kiss feels Yeah, I mean, her.
2: I just sort of assumed that, like, the future will be like, oh, I've lost my virginity in VR, but, like, not IRL.
5: Yeah, maybe. I don't
2: know. <laughs> That's crazy. Also, because, like, you're kind of kissing the air.
5: <laughs> for now. For now. No, it is very strange for most people. <laughs> and also, you're just, like,
2: butting cartoon heads against each other. I think maybe that's, that's just like a cute kid thing where that's like they just episode. don't know yet. I'm trying to think of an analogy and I can't. Okay, the yeah, analogy
3: is like, oh, you know, I, this is not quite right, but like you kiss the mirror or you're on the phone and you're like, you know, talking, you're doing, saying things and doing things that may not be appropriate for your age because you're not ready to do the real thing. Is that's just what this is? We do, but we elderly, uh, you know, senior citizens think it's weird for the cartoon. Yeah, characters, well except
2: yes. that like when I was a kid we like knew it was practicing. <laughs> well not that i did things like that for sure no but no. Uh, so
3: i guess so maybe the question is <laughs> do these kids know that it's practice or do they think yep no i did it and i kissed my girlfriend and I that's all there is the to do the analogy
2: is more like the things i thought when i was 10 that made no sense and then as an adult you realize it makes no sense you know what i mean like are they gonna look back and be like my first kiss was in vr are they gonna look back and be like i thought my first kiss was in vr but like obviously it wasn't you know
3: yeah i i don't know i, I, I think we should give kids a little more credit. Yeah. They're not—they're pretty dumb, but they're not that dumb. <laughs> I, you know, what I mean? But who knows? I'm
2: 35 and I'm still figuring shit out, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you have any other stories to share in terms of just your top interviews?
5: Hmm. There's this one guy I met in VR chat. He was a Korean guy, and you know, we talked for a couple hours. And I made an offhand comment. It wasn't very serious. It was just sort of like, hey, if you know, you're thinking of traveling anywhere, come to Canada, come to Toronto and we'll hang out. And I just said it offhandedly after talking to him, maybe a total of two hours. And he actually did it. He came to Canada, he came to Toronto
4: (laughs) for like two
5: weeks. And we just like hung out and became very good friends after he did that. And it was just, you know.
2: Wait, what? Yeah. Weren't you worried that was going to be like super awkward?
5: I mean, I don't know. I think anyone who does something like that must be pretty outgoing. I, I think I stopped worrying about people being weird that I talked to online a long time ago.
2: I don't know. Jen and I have had a very different experience. <laughs> <sighs> who else have you met?
5: <laughs> I talked to this trans woman who is homeless for a while in her teen years and she just sort of like lived the folk punk life sort of hops trains and played their guitar and got into weird adventures and then eventually they started Mm -hmm. uh, they made it to california and they started dating someone who has sort of this community house where people are like more or less free to just live there i think it's called a commune And I have no idea how those work. But uh, yeah, I had talked to them in virtual reality and then I went to California for a week and I just hung out with them at their little commune that had a ton of people and listened to them play guitar. And it was just a very strange real life moment that had come out of this VR conversation.
3: Some of these human stories are so amazing, and then it makes me wonder: Have you encountered people who are just total trolls and just totally bullshitting you, like just making shit up and not who they say they are? And then you either learn that, or, or is everyone really, truly, pretty honest? Well, I mean,
2: up? ooh, catfishing is strange in <laughs> <laughs> VR.
3: Catfishing, I mean, there yeah. are like it
2: could literally be a catfish.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there are
5: a lot of trolls. I guess you know, obviously, most of VR or not? I shouldn't say most. It's a a mixed bag of things. You wouldn't be able to have a lot of these conversations if they didn't make it so accessible. But the consequence of making a VR chat being so accessible and being a Wild West is obviously, you know, you can join a world and you'll either have someone who wants to have a genuine conversation or you'll have someone who's just like, you know, yelling profanity or saying racial slurs. You'll get both. And... Mm -hmm. For all my stories that have been on the channel, it doesn't, it's not even like I search that much for it, but I've had them all confirmed. Mm -hmm. The first time I ever thought someone was trolling me was actually one of the kids I talked to who said they had the butterfly condition, which is the condition where, you know, their skin's very sensitive. And so stuff like taking a shower or a bath is very painful and when i fir- when i talked to him cool. like when he first reached he reached out to me and he told me he had that i was like oh no you know i'm i've become popular enough that there's going to be people who just want to tell me like fake stories but then i saw that he like streams on twitch every day and you know his condition is very well documented and it was a real story stuff like you know the man who has als you know they can't function physically too much on their own anymore. They have helpers. They also stream their life daily on Twitch of what it's like being in their condition. And so, for the most part, I don't think I've ever been tricked into anything.
2: Because of the anonymity there, it allows us to be so open. And do you think that enables people to be more open in real life or less open? And that increasingly we'll flock to these platforms in order to express ourselves.
5: I think for the most part, if you're someone who is not talking to anyone in real life, but you're talking to someone or talking to people in VR, I don't think you'd be talking to people in real life if VR wasn't there. I don't think VR causes the problem. I think maybe you're having, you know, you might have social problems already and then you end up using VR to sort of fill that void. I don't think the reverse happens too often, but there are a lot of, you know, I hear a lot of success stories of people who start having conversations in VR and then it becomes easier for them to, you know, have small talk or maintain conversations in real life.
2: I I mean, my head always kind of goes here, unfortunately, but the analogy I was thinking is like, because of online dating, people, I I think at least, are less inclined to talk in real life at bars, right? Because they can just go swipe. So I just didn't know what maybe the relationship was where VR allows people to open up because of the anonymity, but like, where is our culture headed in terms of people's ability and willingness to open up?
5: I think as VR becomes more popular, there will be a lot more people who use it to open up in ways that they wouldn't have been able to before you know right now my channel and what it is i do is so strange and a lot of people check it out just because they hear about it and it's weird but i think maybe in 10 years it's not going to look as weird i think people might be a little desensitized yeah, to communicating through talking cartoon characters
1: well thank you so much summer for taking the time to talk with us and we hope to see you in vr and divulge all of our deepest secrets to you i hope for <laughs>
5: that too i'll see you in vr chat See you there.
4: that
2: was beautiful
1: it was beautiful i i just want to know i feel like we've asked this question in different uh, slightly different context before but what would your avatar be in vr
2: yeah, chat i bet thinking about it a lot because i really do want to get in there i i want to be like a person but like a really badass version of myself like i want to mm-hmm. have like crazy hair and like wings and just be like giant i don't know i want to be some kind of wizard but like a human nice. <laughs> is that not you know That's or a of bacon i'm not sure yeah, no. Well, you. Um, I like how imaginative you're
1: being. I was thinking, like, I'd love to be a man, just to, like see what that feels like. Ooh. <laughs> that could be kind of cool. That's
2: really good. And if you did a voice changer and like yeah. saw people treat you differently in VR, uh, oh my god, that's good. You no, know, I get paid
1: well in VR. <laughs>
3: <laughs> get all that VR cents money. To the dollar,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> see, I, my perception, never having gone in there in VR chat, is that it's all like wacky cartoon characters. Yeah. Or whatever. So you. Being like a normal human man would be totally out of place <laughs> right, in VR I, chat. Yeah, I'd be the yeah, odd man out. I don't know.
2: I- Can you only be like Kermit the Frog? I don't know. Um... Jen, I love that. <laughs> you should do that and document it. Yeah, like, what are the differences? Yeah, you're getting you're like rolling deep in like digital coin that like doesn't translate <laughs> anywhere. That's
3: right. Yeah. Wow. That'd
2: be awesome.
1: Matt,
3: what would your avatar that be? That would be so great. Uh, maybe like uh, Link from Legend of Zelda or something, oh, cool. some video game character. But yeah, like, that makes sense. Uh, I would like to know, like when you upload a profile picture, even if it's a cartoon character or whatever to like a social network or discord or like your gaming, you know, your gamer tag on a, on a network, it's just a JPEG, you know, but like, how do you become, how do you upload a three-dimensional uh avatar of sonic the hedgehog in vr chat like do you have to make it do you are there people who make these models like that's I that's a good that it's bit like of work you
2: choose your player and build your player the way it is in yes other but
3: games. how because the, these these characters can't be baked into the platform so uh, you must Wait, be uploading not? them because they're infringing so the platform is not going to have that they're not platforms not going to be like do you want oh, bugs I bunny see. or do you want sonic yeah so these yeah. are people uploading their own shit but like are they making them? Are they yeah, three D modeling 3D them 3D in rendering. Blender? Yeah, yeah I, I, I am curious. Maybe about it's that. a combo
2: of both. Because I told you guys, I tried Oculus, where you build your own avatar, and it was fucking amazing. Oh, um,
3: totally! I, like, I guarantee there's like a so basic maybe you can like build default, your own and then you human. can
2: like upload. Yeah, well, Put a mask I'll on have to figure something. it out when I get a fucking Oculus. <laughs> yeah, get headset. it. Get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. such an amazing project. Like, I wish I'd thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> You know,
1: it's well, really good. You wish good. you thought of
3: VR?
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wish I had invented VR. Yeah.
1: In many ways, it reminded me of our our train project... Which was your original idea? Ali wanted to call it Why the Fuck Are You on My Train dot com, and I was like, we have to and take then, out the as word usual, "fuck." Jen <laughs>
2: toned me down a little, which is for the best.
1: But you know, you had that interest. I feel like this is a cool extension of something like that. So, what's yeah. crazy
2: is when we did Why Are You on My Train? It wasn't that long ago. I mean, it's nearing a decade, which is fucking frightening. But, um. We were doing it on a flip cam, like you couldn't even really record video on a smartphone Hmm. yet, Mm -hmm. you know. And now,
1: such a short time later, which is wild, yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: or maybe it's a long time later, but it's just short to us because we're old biddies now. But ten years, even ten years, feels short to have advancements to have that rapid of an advancement. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. In, on the human scale, incredibly short.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. man.
3: Considering how Jeez. long it took to like build the steam engine or some shit, like centuries. And now, we, <laughs> now we're here. Now we're zipping along, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's wild to think of like what's next and what Amelia's going to be doing, and you're not even going to
3: know. I know. No I was way. thinking about
1: that when that little kid like whispered his secret.
3: <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. yeah you know... Yeah that I'm really floored by that because you know you buy your kid a PlayStation and you say okay these 3 games are safe for your kid and then oh then they download something call of duty and they're online playing and that's i understand yeah. that progression but you hand a seven-year-old a vr headset and be like well i'm sure everything's fine go have fun like what <laughs> what kind of parenting is yeah. that but i guess like, I we know. should when be surprised I was,
2: when i was young we were allowed on the internet and you know we would dial it up and my best friend and i would go into chat rooms and try to initiate <laughs> right. cyber sex with
3: strangers <laughs> so, so well yeah you're exactly right so where so here's my question why? we
2: were like 10 we I thought it was so funny
3: totally where was the computer because uh there was a there was a, a rule in our house where it's like the computer <laughs> was in the living room and you couldn't like go to your bedroom and go into it was was in the
2: bedroom i'm thinking of one specific friend if she's if she listens sometimes she'll know exactly who <laughs> she is but she's not gonna want to be named it it was in this like um Living room-ish But it like Wasn't the main living room And there was like Loft there This same friend also Threw the fucking Best parties Growing <laughs>
4: up <laughs> Yeah she did <laughs> So this
3: sounds like Parents were like Off to the side Not really around It's sleepover And then but, you I dial mean, but up It's
2: not like Her parents weren't involved I mean her parents Are amazing They're sure. like And the and she and her brother are, like, amazing, well-adjusted people. So there's that also eternal conundrum of how much do you let your kids just explore and do weird totally. shit and kind of trust their judgment. I don't know. Because totally. that kid ended up having this really lovely experience with Surmer. But, like, of course, who knows what else he's encountering. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know. It's just making me think of the equivalent, to when we were really little of our parents just letting us go play, like, go outside and play. But I guess the difference is, like, when you're going into these virtual spaces you are looking to meet people most likely at least when we go online like chat rooms were the thing but i, I don't well, know you know it's the whole yeah. thing of
2: like talking to strangers yeah <laughs> you go in the yard you know what i mean you go don't talk to strangers and then they you know there's a whole then send them into a world of strangers <laughs> like, exactly <kind> of, <laughs> yeah yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs>
3: right there, there's no one from the korean military uh, down the block right. when you're going to play at, at the playground right. i guess is the difference i mean that's right? wild hear though
2: in terms of Breaking down cultural barriers, you know, and yeah. getting different voices heard. It's really crazy. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm literally thinking about like, you know, people in conflict zones, you know, if you, North Korea, South Korea, like that they could meet each other, mm-hmm. like Israel, Palestine. I think like literally like conflict resolution <laughs> in VR World is Peace. like wild. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, because so many of these conflicts are like the dehumanization where they don't interact with the other side. Like right. do mm-hmm. not have contact. So it's like kind of a wild thing to think they could hop in a safe in space VR chat yeah. and start Talking, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a space where if you really got angry, there's really not much you could actually do to the other person. Right.
3: (laughs) There have been like nonprofit and journalistic VR experiments of like, you could read a story in the newspaper or whatever online of like, homelessness is really bad, guys. There's a lot of homeless people, and that's a problem. Or you could go into VR and live the life of a homeless person for two hours, and then you're like, holy shit, we got to yeah. fix homelessness. Those
2: are, yeah, I've heard about those too. There was one also about like living the life of- a- experiencing what it's like to be a refugee, like fleeing. Right, yes. The tough mm-hmm. thing with that too, though, is like, if I have a couple hours free for some entertainment and relaxation, oh, sure. that's like, sure. not of what am going to?
3: Of course, that's the hurdle. I mean, that's yeah. the hurdle to reading any story about like, uh, it's, ba- right. it's bad news in Syria. Am I going to kick back and enjoy the- an article about that? Probably not. Yeah, you know?
2: but like, to you know, people interacting and having conversations, like that always feels exciting. I don't know,
4: yes. to me at least. Yeah, I agree.
2: And on that note, where conversations are exciting, we're going to stop. See ya. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not excited anymore. Uh, yeah.
2: Bye.
4: Come out of here.
1: Well, as always, we want to know what all of you think. And if you've engaged in any of these conversations, have you yourself talked to Surmer? That would be really cool. Um, so tweet at us. <laughs> I'm at Junebugger.
2: I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D.
1: You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, as you all know by now, um, especially voicemails. So you can call us and leave us a voicemail about anything you want. And that number is 347-871-6548. Seven,
2: seven, that number
0: again, 347 871 6
1: lit. And you can join us in our Discord, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Join in on the conversation about the show, suggest questions for upcoming interviews, suggest guests, or just talk to us about who you are and where you're from. Allie, if they
2: want to contribute, how do they do it? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P and please do... This show, it takes time, believe it or not. And remember when Sir Morris said he has, like, a ton of conversations and then, like, a little bit results in what you see? That's kind of how it works. So if you could go support the show, that would be fantastic. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. All right, everybody, we'll see you next week.
0: See ya one podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula then broadcast to a virtual room full of knockoff Pokemon in VR chat, I mean produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City production assistance is provided by the podglomerate this show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet. You can help offset our production and hosting costs by supporting 2G1P on Patreon. Visit patreon.com
4: 2G1P today.
3: The Pod Glamour, a sonic universe.
2: Long tongue models needed for shoot. You're looking gross, and I'm looking for five marks. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>